0: They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
1: 18 plus. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360. On June 26th, 2020, live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just that.
2: The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. The Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce has been serving the city of Manhattan Beach for over 60 years and they are dedicated to promoting a strong local economy by supporting the community, providing valuable business connections, and representing business with government. The Chamber staff is focused on providing its membership with the tools and resources to help businesses grow and thrive within the community. Their goal is to continually support the individual efforts of business as they work to support the growth of the local economy. For more information on how the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce is working with member businesses and the city of Manhattan Beach to support that growth, visit the website at manhattanbeachchamber.com or call 310-545-5313.
1: I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the South Bay Show, persistence, passion, principle, and purpose—that's what we talk about here on the South Bay Show. Joining us as co-host, uh, the uh, graphic artist and uh, in residence, and uh, <laughs> generally—I <laughs> don't know what your official title is, but uh, Carolina, what's your last name again?
3: Dorado. Dorado. <laughs>
1: Dorado. Carolina Dorado will be joining mm-hmm. us from the Manhattan Beach Chamber and, of course, with us because of our great partnership with South Bay by com and executive producer of the South Bay show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie. Carolina, thank you for joining us
2: today. How are you? Good morning, Hi. Joe. Good morning, Joe. Hey. Good morning, Carolina. Thanks for joining. Us. Thanks for joining us today, Carolina. Um, Kelly, as we all know, has been working like mad the last four months. Uh, I don't think the woman ever sleeps. Uh, so she's taking a couple of uh, much-needed days off, which is very nice. good for yeah. her. Good for her. I think. I think we should mm-hmm. all do that at some point. So, so you're yeah. filling in. You're stepping. You're stepping into to Kelly's uh, Jimmy Choo's today.
3: Yes, I am. I've been telling her to, you know, she needs to rest, and I worry because I'm always telling her, you know, make sure you rest. And I don't know if she will because I know she takes her laptop with her up everywhere, and she's always working. So I always tell her to, you know, health is very important. Um, But I do hope that she takes these couple days to rest and fully regenerate. Yes. Yes.
2: Absolutely. Yes. And, and Joe, and how are Carolina,
1: you doing? You, you, oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Forget it. No, go ahead. Well, how am I doing? You care yeah, about I was how I'm how doing? How doing?
2: I was asking how you're <laughs> <How> doing. <laughs> how are you doing?
1: <laughs> okay. Well, Jackie, I, first <laughs> of all, I have to say, I, my new gig, which is why I'm not doing the Thursday morning shows right now this summer, is working for CodeWizardsHQ.com. I have to give them a shout-out and, and a plug. CodeWizardsHQ.com. HQ.com, it's teaching children um, from the age of about 8 to 18 um, how to code, how to, how to write programs in Python and Scratch, which is a uh, uh, MIT uh, media lab uh, created in language. Um, Scratch, it's called, it's block-based programming. Then Python is a very popular professional uh, programming language and used in many different industries and the Java and JavaScript and of course web-based uh, you know web design and and uh, web-based programming so it's it's fun it's 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 uh, exciting.
2: I'm glad it, it, it sounds like we have we've spoken and it sounds like you are having fun. Of course, all everything you yes. just said is just it's Greek. It's all Greek to me. So um, okay. just saying, just saying. It's so fun. Carolina. And- Cara, Car- oh yes, go ahead. Finish, yes. Joe.
1: No, well, that's it. I, I wanted to know. W- I wanted to know what Carolina Dorado's official title at the chamber was, and then I was going to throw it to her. So go on, Jackie. Uh,
2: no, uh, that, okay, that's okay. Let's start there, Carolina. What is your official title?
3: I am the director of communications for the chamber.
2: <laughs> okay, that's. Next I, I thought I, I knew that. I knew that. Joe didn't know that. I knew that. <laughs>
3: No,
1: we're not talking to the CEO and president. We're talking to the director.
2: Of communications. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, so, Carolina, yeah. bring, bring, what, what news have you got for us from the chamber? What's going on?
3: Well, there's a lot happening. In fact, um, I know last week you had Geroptimus as your speaker, uh, guest speaker in last week's radio show. And they spoke about their Luna Fest at Home Virtual Film Festival, and that's actually happening Mm -hmm. tomorrow. So I just wanted to remind people that um, their event is uh, this weekend and that their ticket sales end today at noon. So if they haven't purchased their tickets, they can go onto their website and purchase them. There's been also uh, a lot of news in the community and The Manhattan Beach Hometown Fair did share that they will be canceling their events this year due to COVID-19 concerns, but on the bright side, they have um, approved $10,000 for grants that will be distributed in the Manhattan Beach Community Club, boosters and nonprofits, which I think is a great way to invest back into the community now more than ever. Um, July 4th is coming up, and as a friendly reminder, Manhattan Beach does not allow fireworks, in fact, a lot of fireworks shows throughout South Bay have been canceled because of the pandemic, and people, you know, can still celebrate, but celebrate safely is all that we're trying to communicate. Um, the Manhattan Beach City has also um, been working on some signage uh, to remind people about the importance of wearing a mask and staying. Um, six feet apart because the COVID cases in the city has increased in the last two weeks as of last night. They have shared that there is 105 COVID cases. And this number did spike about 20 cases. And people um, just need to keep in mind that this is not only for their health, but for the health of others. And if they're looking for Mm -hmm. masks, or want to grow their collection, the chamber does have a list of small businesses who are selling these uh, masks. um, And Kelly actually has been rocking the Serape mask from Dacha, and she also bought this really cool lavender aromatherapy mist that Uh she applies to her mask. And I think that's brilliant because, I mean, I love it when she sprays it around the office, too, because then I get a little <laughs> piece of that. <laughs> and it just helps, you know, calm the the office. And um, I think that's a really amazing new tool to add to your, you know, daily routine. And lastly. Aromatherapy, man. Yes, doctor. <laughs> Go check it out. <laughs> Manhattan um, Beach has a new program called Chamber Power Hour, which will be um, making its debut on July 8th. Um, we will be talking about understanding the difference between cleaning and disinfecting, along with other practices that will help address safe and clean methods in the workplace. Our guest speaker will be Josh Wilson, who is also our speaker today. And that wraps up my announcement for today.
2: Fantastic. All right, Joe. Well, absolutely. she she gave us she gave us a great segue. Shall we just jump right into it?
1: Yes, and and I would only preface this by saying when you talk about the the times uh, that we are in, it's it's clear that we there's a lot of uh, uh, energy in the country to say the least. There's there's uh, all the different things that are going on regarding uh, policing and and social uh you know uh um social unrest but also social engagement there there's a good word for it. And then there is the global COVID nineteen pandemic and Jackie, have you have you uh applied hand sanitizer to your hands today?
2: Joe, I walk around with a bottle of hand sanitizer clipped to my belt. <laughs> Between the hand sanitizer, I've got my Lysol spray. I've got my wipes. Um, you know, you know something. I have taken this very seriously from the very beginning, and I haven't let up. Right. You know, I don't. I I'm I'm still following for the most part that safer at home order. You know, so yeah. everybody has to take it seriously. Nobody wants to get sick. You don't want to make anybody else sick. Um, yeah. Right. So, you know, you gotta right. do what you gotta do.
1: It's- it's, it's an environment in which uh, not you know many people, as you are, are taking uh, uh, this, this uh, global pandemic uh, uh, issue very seriously for their own health and the health of those that they love. But, Jackie, if you own a business and you're expecting people to spend money in your business and they somehow physically have to attend or visit your business, whether that's clients or employees, you are now required to engage in a whole different set of activities and expenses and so forth to ensure that your space is disinfected and and clean. And, And Jackie, I would love to talk to someone who's responsible for all of this disinfection, wouldn't you?
2: Yes, uh it, the world is a dirty place, Joe, and uh we have it's somebody dirty. we can discuss that with today.
1: Jackie, let's uh, let's introduce our guest. Who's our guest today?
2: <laughs> okay, our guest this morning is Josh Wilson, president of Micron Disinfection, a Hermosa Beach resident. A resident, Josh, oversees sales and business development for Micron and has been in sales and customer service for the last 20-plus years. He is a graduate of the Marshall School of Business at USC and spent the majority of his professional career working for IKEA Properties, designing and building new stores around the country. He also owns South Bay Kitchen Solutions, a Manhattan Beach-based kitchen design and cabinet sales showroom. Now, Joe, as you mentioned, this morning we'll discuss infection control in the workplace and the difference between sanitizing cleaning, and disinfection. Now, in this age of coronavirus, it's all about keeping the workplace clean and germ-free. Welcome to the program, Josh. We're so glad you could join us this morning. Thank you so
0: much for having me. Well, <clears throat> we're thrilled,
1: uh, Josh, of course. This is this is quite a topic of discussion. It's um, obviously very timely and 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 there's no there's no end in sight at this point until we get uh uh you know uh get through what level 3 of these uh vaccine trials and then the the vaccines are then fully deployed we're still talking <clears throat> perhaps as much as as 4 months maybe even 6 months from now everything has to be sanitized we still have to control the spread of the virus this like Josh I mean compared to you know the last six months of twenty nineteen, how has your business
0: changed um, yeah uh, again, guys, thanks for having me on and it's a great question so our, our business has changed dramatically, of course um, you know micron disinfection uh, <laughs> like like our poor friend kelly uh we're 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 pretty busy folks these days, as you can imagine and and you know viruses and pathogens in the workplace. Um, You know, especially in child care centers and schools have always been a hot button issue, hospitals, things of that nature. But now, of course, given what's happening, uh, you know, with the COVID-19 pandemic, it's really been brought to the forefront um, of businesses and and workplaces of all size. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Give us a little history of uh, Micron disinfection. I mean, how did the business begin and what was the what was the initial uh, impetus uh who were your sort of like uh target uh market in the beginning? Of course, now it's like every possible business, but how did it end yeah and when when was that
0: yeah absolutely yeah. so so our parent company um we our our company micron disinfection has its origins in the fleet wash business, so before we were uh disinfecting again workplaces of of all sizes and shapes um we were a fleet wash company, so we have a contract and have uh, provided services for the City of Los Angeles and for LAX Airport since 2012. So we've been a vendor over there for going on our ninth year. And as the COVID-19 pandemic emerged, we realized that the disinfection services, uh, you know, or to start of uh, fleet washing services we're providing for buses parking boots and essential workers at LAX, those, uh, exterior, you know, fleet washing services then transitioned, of course, into interior disinfection needs. So our entire program that was developed was developed in conjunction with the city of Los Angeles and with LAX airport to meet their, of course, incredibly high standards for, uh, for disinfection, for sanitation.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, that's, that's quite a, a beginning. And, uh, so now we are in this sort of rolling phase where where businesses are trying to open up um, all across the country. Um, states are looking at various levels of of opening stage one, stage two, stage three there's There's a price to pay for uh, opening your economy uh, more people are going to get exposed, more people are going to get um, potentially infected or or at least at risk. So how can you take us through the different sort of strategies? I know a large office, it's mostly social distancing people. uh, You know, half the people come in in the morning, half come in in the uh, afternoon, things like that. My daughter's going through that with a a government uh, job in in Oregon that they're very staggered in terms of their schedule. But um, beyond that, how do you how do you ensure that a, a workplace is safe?
0: Yeah, absolutely, great question. So, of course, as always, uh, you know, uh, to echo uh, Jackie's point at the beginning and kind of top of the hour here, um, it's really the best the best methods uh, in order to listen to our state and local officials. Um, this thing's far from over. So, of course, uh, just to echo what, uh, what you know, Governor Newsom and everyone else are saying. Uh, social distancing and you know appropriate hand washing, proper hygiene, you know wearing a mask, things like that are, are still crucially important. For uh, summertime, everybody wants to get out and enjoy themselves, and, and, and we at Micron are, are no different. Uh, but you know we're her most of the residents too. And we want to go and go to the pier and play volleyball and do all those great things. But it is really super important um, now more than ever. With that said, uh, that that only goes so far to your point, and so. There are a number of different methodologies or a number of different tactics that we're taking right now um, and different strategies that we're employing with different businesses of varying sizes to be able to disinfect the workplace. Uh, We have Mm. really three main tools in our arsenal that we use. Um, We use a ULV fogger, and ULV stands for ultra-low volume. And what does that do? What a ULV fogger does is exactly what you would think. Like a fog, like a fog machine at a, at a music show or a concert, it's going to emit a large mist, right, of disinfectant, commercial-grade disinfectant. Mm. And mm-hmm. that fogger is going to take care of any harmful viruses or pathogens, bacteria in the air and on surfaces as well. So and when we talk about disinfecting an office space, Really, we talk about two different aspects. We talk about disinfecting the air and then the surfaces, countertops, you know, high touch mm-hmm. surfaces, things of that nature. So that's the ULV fogger. Um, it, mm-hmm. It's kind of cousin, which is uh, w- becoming the most popular and the most widely recognized uh, method in the industry is the electrostatic sprayer. And this electrostatic sprayer is what you're seeing on every major airline. Uh, last night I got an uh, email from Hawaiian Airlines saying, that you know, Hawaii is allowing folks back into, you know, back into their islands as of August 1st, which is wonderful. Uh, so as with that, like with any airline, we received a video showing the electrostatic sprayer in action. So what an mm-hmm. electrostatic sp- sprayer is, is, is it's going to be uh, distributing the same hospital grade disinfectant that we use in a fogger, but the micron size, the particle size, is a little bit larger and is positively charged. So anything mm-hmm. that's grounded, like an airplane, of course, which is a large tin can of wings, is an exceptionally grounded item. So when you're disinfecting anything that's grounded, that grounded item is inherently negatively charged. So what, ha- what the electrostatic sprayer does is positively charges the chemical that you're distributing, so it has a wraparound effect. And the, the best way to describe that is if you've ever been to a kid's birthday party and rubbed a balloon on your head and then that balloon sticks to the wall, that balloon sticks mm-hmm. to the wall because of the static electricity, right, that you've charged around it. So uh, the electrostatic sprayer has become the gold standard for the airline industry. And, you know, when we talk about what's important to us in a local business environment of any size, really, uh, that, that technology being used on an airline, a very confined space, have to of course be the very best. So we take that technology mm-hmm. and then we employ that in conjunction with that ULV fogging for again businesses mm-hmm. and even even residences, private residences of any size. I,
2: I have to ask so you are- I have to ask you Josh I have to ask you Josh, so how long does that last? When you go in go into a plane and you spray and fog and static and everything, how how long does that only last until somebody touches it again?
0: That's an awesome question and something that we're really passionate about here at Micron. Um, uh, The the CDC, the EPA, and everybody at Micron will tell you it lasts until the the second that they open a door and somebody else comes into the room. It has no lingering residual uh, protective properties. Now, uh, there are some – Some companies and some products that are stating that their, you know, their their product, let's say, offers 30, 60. We've even heard uh, yesterday, as of yesterday, a 90-day guarantee of a residual protective property. Um, At at Micron, we simply just uh, the research that we've done uh, with our team and our advisory council uh, is simply doesn't support that. That's something that. Something that can be counted on long term and it, it does it does the, convey a false sense of security so what we always tell our mm-hmm. clients is we are providing a clean slate from what was there previously, so any viruses right. that are passed or passengers that were there previously will be eliminated, but as far as going on and lingering on no it, it doesn't really offer any 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 continual protective properties
2: I was thinking I was asking that only because of that image that you gave us of the balloon um, you know, where it'll stick to the wall for a while. So I, I was just thinking of that. But you're right. Anybody that tells you, Oh, it's gonna have the thirty days protection is uh, a little BS, right? Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> that's correct.
2: Yes. Yes. It, so it, in the
0: laboratory it, in a laboratory setting it, it, in the laboratory setting it is conce- it is conceivable, right? In a bubble in a vacuum if you leave a surface
1: mm-hmm. leave
0: a particular chemicals on a surface. But in the real world you're gonna be cleaning that people are touching that surface. So as soon as they do that that biofilm or whatever it is, uh, you know, is gone. So, yeah, correct.
1: Yeah. Now, now I, I can see, Josh, especially when you're talking about an airline and, and cleaning a plane. Of course, planes were cleaned between flights as a matter of course before the COVID-19 pandemic. And so now many things have been have been added. Some, some additional uh, processes have been added. One thing is the fogger it's likely that the fogging will continue because it is so quick. It is so uh, thorough and effective at, 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 essentially touching every surface in the plane. Just once through takes maybe five minutes to walk from the back of the plane to the front of the plane and boom, every minute surface in the plane has been touched by a, um, a uh, 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 CDC approved uh, uh, disinfectant. So that sounds amazing. I, I assume that will continue, and the, the airline industry will continue to do that. Did every airline have to add a fogger to their arsenal of tools, or did they already have them?
0: It, it depends on the airline. So, uh, so at United Airlines, so the, we use equipment. There are, there are really three main uh, electrostatic spraying companies in, in the U.S. that are commercially available, um, and that are in use by airlines. Victory Innovations is one. Uh, E-Mist is another. E-Mist is our product of choice. we can chat about that in a little bit. And then there's another brand called uh, Protexas. So these these electrostatic sprayers, uh, many of them have been have already been used prior to COVID. Uh, we're already in use in the airlines. But, yeah, to your point, the electrostatic sprayer is is a really fantastic tool um, they weren't required by the airlines, but the airlines adopted them very early on. Uh, because, of course, again, we talk about uh, flying in an airplane is in an enclosed space, of course, with a lot of uh, what, you know, with a lot of air that's recirculating. Now, the great thing about uh, any 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 commercial airliner really, too, is all of these airliners do use HEPA grade filtration. So, when we talk about steps that airlines are taking now that they may not have before those, those filters are being changed more often, but that electrostatic sprayer, each airline um, uses a different technology so that we use two different types of electrostatic sprayers. The ones that we use here at Micron are what are used by United Airlines and Southwest Airlines respectively, because we believe based on, you know, exhaustive research on our side that they're the very best in class. Um, and so that's what we're using uh but uh, Delta uses uh, the victory innovation system. But, yeah, to your point, those are those are here to stay for sure because uh, this thing mm-hmm. has changed the game as far as, you know, America's version of uh, – it raised, has raised the bar significantly on, on what uh, the country expects as far as this infection protocol.
2: I got to jump yeah. in again. Well, I got to jump in again, Joe. I got to jump in again. Uh, Josh, mm-hmm. um, let me ask you something because this is kind of grossing me out. Prior to COVID <laughs> – all right, prior to, prior to COVID, a plane would land, all the people would get off, and then you wait around the boarding area while they clean it, right? They'd go through, they'd pick out all the trash, they'd take sure. out the old food trays, put in the new ones. But prior to COVID, they weren't san- uh, d- disinfecting, sanitizing with foggers in between flights, were they?
0: Correct. No, many airlines were not, no, and they, they certainly are now.
2: A, a, but now they are, and I I imagine that will probably continue for quite a while, which I'm glad to hear. But as I said, I'm a little grossed out thinking that prior to that, they didn't do that. They didn't they didn't de- didn't sanitize every single surface. So I, I got the heebie-jeebies now. Okay, all right. Yeah. But now they are. I They certainly are. Good, good, good. This is Carol. Carol. Carolina. Carolina, Carolina, are you getting uh, g- 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 grossed out by this or no?
3: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I was like, you, she's right. You know, there's actually a lot of places that you get to think about. i like, they never really did this before COVID, you know. Makes you really think now.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and, uh, and you Carolina. know, taking it a step further, um, I a couple of months ago, I saw them on TV that they were that for the first time, I think in the history of the New York city transit system, they shut down the subway to disinfect the subway cars. And growing up there, I'm like, I don't remember them ever cleaning subway cars, you know, Mm -hmm. other than, you know, regular maintenance coming through, picking up trash and stuff, but they certainly weren't disinfecting them. Um, Josh, (laughs) Josh, what about that? (laughs) I know it's, I know it's kind of a big, a big, a big, you know, question there. But, um, like, are they going to be? Are they going to continue to? I mean, I don't think I don't know that they're doing it every night now. I haven't heard that they're shutting down the subways down every night, but they did it once. And, and as you said, as soon as the door is open, it's no longer, you know, as reliable. You know, it's, it's so so. Goodness, yeah. My skin is crawling at this point. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's- it it's again it's something that it is it, that it's something
0: that most most folks never thought about right uh until today and so or until this time i should say right not until this radio show but until, until this time so <laughs> it, it's true and 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 the reality the simple reality is so did the new york subway thing is a great example so governor Cuomo on april 29th went on um you know during his coronavirus update and said that he had challenged new york transit and the mta that he wanted a comprehensive plan for every subway car being disinfected every night, and as he stated it, he wanted the essential workers of New York that rely on that public transit to know that that car was disinfected the night before. And then uh, during that press briefing, a reporter asked, "Sir, you're saying that we're, you know, we're sanitizing throughout the day every day. How do we know that it's clean?" He said, and his response was clear. Uh, which, if you've listened to any of Governor Cuomo's press briefings, he's usually very to the point. Uh, and his response was, that's not what I said. What I said was, we want to disinfect every train. We want everyone to know that every train is disinfected every night prior to, right? So it's the same thing mm. we're talking about. Mm. It's, it's it's not a zero-sum game, right, this disinfection thing. It's, again, when we're coming in, when any service provider is coming in, we're removing what was there. We're allowing you to start with a clean slate, right, and then of anything that may have been there previously. So, Yes, New York is doing it every night. LA Metro. Um uh, we've had some conversation with them as well. And we know that they're uh they're taking extraordinary measures here in Los Angeles to do the very same.
2: It's right. good to know. That's good right. to know. Joe, we need to we need to take a, a station break.
0: Yes,
1: yes indeed. This is the South Bay Show, ladies and gentlemen. You're um we're we're very glad to have you. We give uh, uh, uh news and information and cover uh, the entire South Bay every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. and every Friday morning at 8 a.m. On Thursdays is the South Bay Spotlight, where we cover the entire South Bay from El Segundo, El Segundo uh, south to Palos Verdes, and uh, as far east as Torrance. Uh, we cover the entire South Bay. And then, of course, on Thursdays, uh, we're it's, it's open to the entire community, but on Fridays, it's Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, where we're proudly sponsored by the Manhattan Beach Chamber. And uh, so we focus on all the same activities, the government and, and uh, art and music and food, but with a special emphasis on the city of Manhattan Beach, and in particular, uh, the members of the Manhattan Beach Chamber on Fridays. So Thank you for joining us today. And if you're joining us live, uh, wonderful. But you can also join us in podcast on your favorite uh, smart speaker, Siri, uh, Alexa, uh, Google. Um, so please join us uh, uh, at the gym or uh, in the car uh, at your leisure. Thank you for joining us. And, you know, one thing uh, that occurs to me, Carolina, is that the the uh, Chamber the offices are comfortable and beautiful, but are you guys actually accepting people physically in the office uh, these days, Carolina?
3: We, we are. Um, we usually don't get a lot of people in the office lately um, because, hmm. of course, of COVID. But usually uh, we've been receiving so many phone calls, and a few of them have asked <laughs> if they can come in. And the best mm-hmm. way to address it um, that I've addressed it is um, to help them over the phone first of all, to see if you know if there's anything that I can do over the phone um, to address their concerns or share any resources and if need be, then we can schedule you know, make an appointment to ensure that you know um, when that person comes in, you know it was just, it will just be that person. Um, Kelly did set up a little section in the entrance um, with a table, it has masks, sanit- uh, hand sanitizer, wipes, some products to clean. Um, but I am also aware, it's, it's been brought up to my attention that sometimes these products need a special process to be used. And I'm pretty sure Josh can give us more information on that because I was pretty, like, surprised that, you know, some products need to be, you know, let on you have to put the product on the surface for about five minutes for it to be effective. And I'm like, what? Like, then, okay, <laughs> all, right, all right, cool. I mean, we want it to be sanitized. We want it to be clean for sure, but sometimes we're on the go. You know, you want it to be clean, and you you clean that or else you forget. So, Josh, can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, the products that are commonly used in these businesses to make sure that they are sanitizing? <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, so we we refer to it in, in the industry as dwell time. But um, there is so we we talk a little bit about kind of the differences between cleaning and sanitation, and we'll get into that in a bit. So to answer your question, absolutely. So to properly disinfect uh, a surface, that that product does need to sit for a certain amount of time. Now we use 409 as the kind of gold standard, right? Or or a Clorox wipe, which 409 is made by Clorox, so it's all the same thing. So when we talk about that 409 that we all know and love, um, just to, so there's a difference. So with cleaning, if you're if you're using a product, uh, there are products that are just cleaners, and there are products that are cleaners and disinfectant. 409 is an, as an example of a product that is a disinfectant. So this is just basic, you know, kind of disinfecting 101, right? You're not hiring a company to come in. You're taking care of it yourself. So if, when you're cleaning, you're removing dirt, grime, and oil and, germ, and some germs from a surface. That's when you're cleaning, right? So just getting all the loose, you know, you're getting dust up, dirt, grime, things of that nature. When you're sanitizing, sanitizing, you're reducing the number of germs on a surface to be considered safe, so the best example of sanitation in a workplace is if you've ever been to a bar and you see them wash the glass, dip the glass in a tub, and then let the glass lay the glass up to dry. So they've oh cleaned boy. the glass.
2: Oh boy. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna oh. You, I'm gonna lose you, Jackie, I know.
0: <laughs> okay and they sanit- they, and then they they let that glass to dry so that sanitation is going to reduce the number of germs to be consi- to a level that's considered safe by the public by the public authorities obviously any borough restaurant that's engaging in that process is doing so um you know is doing so under the guidance of, of local authorities right this is something that has been approved and been, been accepted in the industry forever now really we introduce disinfecting into into the mix and what disinfecting is is You're chemically destroying or inactivating 99.999%. We can never say 100, right? But 99.99% of germs on a surface. So when you talk about 409, when you – most people use 409. What do they do? They spray it. They spray it down. You wet the surface. You take a rag. You wipe it up. You're good to go. You're clean at that point, but you're not disinfected. So for 409, if you're looking to disinfect, that needs to – that you need to spray it thoroughly wet, and it needs to stand. The dwell time for 409 is 10 minutes. So if, you, if you're spraying with 409, you should be spraying that, letting that sit for 10 minutes in order to properly disinfect. And that's just the, the same, actually, with most um, when, with the commercial-grade, uh, hospital-grade disinfectant we use as well. It needs to sit for 10 minutes. Some are less, but the label on your bottle will tell you exactly what and exactly how long that should sit to be effective as a disinfectant.
2: All right, I got I got two two things here. Number one, I'm bringing my own glasses whenever I go out to eat ever again. That's that's it. I'm not I'm not, I'm not. all right. That's number one. Number two. So I think actually I am doing it correctly, Josh, because when my husband goes out to the to the grocery store and brings all of or stuff bag, and I watched a video. Actually, I posted it to my website when I saw it because I thought it was great. It was mm. a doctor that was showing how to disinfect when you bring things into your house. So you bring in all your groceries, and, and I've been following this to the letter. I uh, One part of the counter, we put all the grocery bags down. I take each item out of the grocery bag, and I wipe it down with the, with the uh, cloth, the, uh, uh, the Clorox wipes. And then I put it on the clean side of the counter. By the time I'm done doing all of that, that stuff has been sitting on the counter probably for more than ten minutes. Um, so by that point, I know that is disinfected. If I just wipe it down and 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 try to dry it because it's wet, I have to let it dry. I'm not going to put stuff in the cabinet or the refrigerator when it's dry, right? So so sure. that. I'm doing that correctly then. I mean, I didn't know I was, but because I didn't know this.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. No, you're spot on. And I can tell you that. So that's another question we get often is, is, you know, do I need to disinfect my groceries? What about things that come in the house? You know, do I need to, well, the things that are on the bottom of your shoes and things of that nature. So this, the CDC maintains and that, again, the, the main way that COVID-19 spreads is through respiratory droplets. Okay, so that's why right. the six-foot rule is important, right? So, um, as a, in an abundance of caution, is it a good idea to disinfect anything that comes in the house? Sure, of course it is, right? It, it can only help. Um, do you, do you need to necessarily? You don't, um, but if but a lot of a lot of folks do, and and correct, if you are going to do it, right? If you're going to disinfect anything you bring into your home, our, the most important thing for us is that you're doing it correctly. And yeah, it sounds like absolutely It'll, by leaving that wet. Um, to dry on, on, you know, in a predetermined area for at least 10 minutes, uh, depending on, the, of course, the chemical you're using. Um, that's yeah, you're doing it right. That's the right, right way oh, to do it. Oh,
2: boy. Good to know. Good to know. And, I, and <laughs> Carolina, Carol, Carolina, I just had a visual when you were talking about uh, your little station you have set up with masks and hand sanitizer. I could see Kelly coming mm-hmm. out with a backpack with a sprayer and spraying people down <laughs> when they come in the office. I can see that. I can, I can see that. <laughs> She's nothing if not efficient, right? She is, yes.
1: <laughs> when when we think of this now period of time going forward, it's many things are going to be permanently installed. I'm sure, um, as we discussed, the you know airlines and subways and other public conveyances, public spaces are going to be. More or less disinfected on a regular basis going forward, um, regardless of the whether COVID-19 uh, is is conquered and we have a vaccine and all that. It's just a good thing to add to our bag of tricks. But because there will be future pandemics and and there will be you know the the regular uh, flu season every year uh, comes and goes and and so it's 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 a good thing to continue. But, Josh, your business has been put at the center of the discussion for so many different um, aspects of our lives, from education, uh, the need uh, to educate our children, to, to the workplace, to um, church and religious institutions. How is that possible that you could have a business that is goes from normal to <laughs> how how can warp you give speed us some, warp some speed statistics. Warp <laughs> speed tell us about that.
0: Yeah. So, last year
1: you were just yeah, a normal business.
0: Yeah, no, last year we were just ho humming along and, and cleaning uh cleaning buses for large companies like LAX and you know, City of LA, Pet City Free Delay and now we're now we're trying to disinfect the entire state <laughs> as, best, as best we can. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a, heck of, a, a heck of a ride for sure. And so for us, you know, we have, uh, you know, our core values really are that we're making this available. Um, we're making this as widely available in the community as we can, right? Obviously there are only so many machines. There's only so much disinfectant and only so much time. So for us, we started uh, with education as our number one priority. So we are the disinfection service provider for Da Vinci school system. So we finalized that agreement with them last week. Um, so we're going to be providing services uh, as part of the Wiseburn Unified School District to Da Vinci, to their campuses all throughout uh, throughout Los Angeles. Um, so, you know, really that's where we started is in education. Uh, we've been having some great discussion with uh, Hawthorne Public Schools as well. Um, so they're still going through their bid process. But uh, that, you know, education and first responders were the first uh, first folks that we approached, right, because when we talk about kids, you know, when we talk about these these brave men and women who are, uh, you know, risking their lives every day, you know, for us, then that's, of course, that's the most important thing to us. So we've had a lot of really meaningful discussions with um, the city of Hermosa Beach, Hermosa Beach Police Department, El Segundo Police Department, um, quite a few, uh, Redondo Beach has a vendor uh, already that they're using. So, but, you know, we've had a lot of great discussions with local cities and towns. Um, The good thing is a lot of our First responders, you know, like LA County Fire, for instance, we spoke with. LA County Fire already has a really rigorous disinfection protocol that predated COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So when we reached out to them and said, "Can we help?" they said, "Thanks, but we do this. We, we always do this, right?" This same thing with a lot of the local police departments and any clinical setting, any hospital or any um, any you know, ambulance EMS provider, you know, be it local cities and towns or so forth. All of your first responders have been doing this. Uh, rest assured, before COVID, and will be doing it long after COVID. So, we've supported them in some ways in their offices, precincts, and things like that. But really, as far as their apparatus, they're, they're, this is something that's not new to them. So, um, in the on the private in the private sector, yeah, it's a, it's a whole new ball game. So, we've been just trying to do our best to be able to educate. Um, yesterday, we were out at Manhattan Beach Studios working with um, their operations team on some new innovations and helping them select some different equipment. Um, we've been having meaningful conversation. We're starting with uh, Disney next, week, uh, next month, July 27th. We're doing a shoot with them at LA Center Studios. So, entertainment, the entertainment industry, the educational system, and, you know, and really businesses, like we say, of, of any size, and even uh, homeowners uh, we we try to make the offer service available to as many folks as possible. And and we've been really active in a lot of different verticals. Mm -hmm, You
2: know, um, I, you know, this is, this is, this is a topic for another show, but I just wanted to mention it. There's been a lot of back and forth over the years about disinfection, especially with children. You know, when you're, when you're a kid, is when you get exposed to all of these germs and microbes and other stuff that basically give you immunity going forward. Um, and I remember years ago when these disinfecting soaps came out um, and everybody was using them, and there was there was a there were there was a large quarter that were saying, you know, you don't need to do that. We need to be able to build immunity. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, because we've we have this block of time where all of a sudden every every germ and microbe is being destroyed for for a 4 or 5 6 month period and it's going to be interesting to see if down the road um people's immunity systems are are uh less what's the word I'm looking for robust than than they used hmm. to but as I said yeah. that's a that's a topic for another another show yeah
1: Interesting. And I, I do think that there is some, some uh, aspect. I mean, um, there, always when this topic comes up in general, uh, especially regarding children, I always think of uh, a book uh, by a, a doctor called Josh Axe, Dr. Josh Axe, who's been on um, you know several talk shows and others. Uh, he has a book that he wrote several years ago called Eat Dirt.
2: Dirt. in which yep, he talked yep, about
1: yep. eat dirt and he he was talking about <laughs> yep. how our internal biome our internal gut is full of uh bacteria that is healthy bacteria that we need and that we don't want to um you know artificially or or uh uh mess around with our internal biome with all of these uh antibiotics that we're over uh prescribed um, because it, it it really messes with our health, and uh, and now we're disinfecting every living you know every surface uh, <laughs> that we touch. It's just
2: yeah, it's, yeah. it's very difficult. Hey, listen, <laughs> Joe. We only we only we only have about twelve minutes left of the show, so I just want to go in another direction real quick here, Josh. Sure. I got to sure. ask you something, Josh. How did you go from designing stores for IKEA to uh, sales and customer service for a disinfection company. But but before you answer <laughs> that, before you answer that, I have to ask you: Are you the person responsible for the maze layout in IKEA? Because if you are, I've got I've got, I've got a bone to pick with you. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. Well, it was all going so well until now. I
2: guess.
0: Gotta... <laughs> yeah, guilty guilt is charged there, Jackie. So um, uh, so with. With IKEA, so uh, my my role specifically with designing and building stores for IKEA was uh, was in kitchen was in kitchen sales and on the sales side of things, uh, the long natural way, as it's referred to internally at IKEA. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I I can say I I <laughs> I, I, I was an accessory <laughs> to that crime. I don't know that I was uh, it was it was all me, but
1: uh,
0: no, I I could tell you. For, if we had an, another hour, I could tell you all about that, but we don't, unfortunately. So. Um, yeah, to your point. So I, I was in the construction industry, and, and again, in working with IKEA, I worked in several capacities: customer service, kitchens, and then worked in you know with IKEA property. So that uh, IKEA property is what brought me uh, brought me out here to California. Born and raised in Boston, Massachusetts, originally, and and I moved out here to be a regional manager for IKEA kitchen installation specifically. So the kitchens business is something, and, and as we mentioned at the top of the show, you know, I also own a kitchens business here in town. But so that kitchens business is what brought me out here, and, and my involvement with Micron started when, uh, at the beginning of this pandemic, when obviously that business uh, slowed down uh, almost to a halt overnight. You know, we still support IKEA and some of their kitchen products. You know, the IKEA closed in response to COVID-19, closed all 52 of its stores in the United States effectively overnight. Um, and another large client we support went out of business. So, I was uh, mm-hmm. at a point in my career where I had a, a real good amount of bandwidth, bandwidth here this spring. And um, Adam and Jessica, who uh, Jessica is our is one of our other founders and our CEO. We are a women-owned business. So, although you'll hear me do a lot of talking, um, Jessica and Claire are are two two executives that that own and operate the business, and uh, and they're fantastic ladies, super smart. So. They brought me on board. Well, Claire's my wife, so she had no choice but to bring me on board. But Jessica, uh, <laughs> Jessica and Adam, yeah, Jessica and Adam uh, brought brought me on board just from a based on with my knowledge of you know a, lar- a large commercial spaces and, and being in the customers home quite, you know quite a bit through our kitchens business. This is something that was really important to me. So they brought me on board to help them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, help them in the sales and, and business development standpoint and help help them try to get the word out.
2: Okay.
1: All I, right. I actually have some information about that Jackie. Uh you know who first? Uh and I love that phrase. What's that phrase again, Josh? The, the long way. Nope. The long natural, the natural way. The long natural the way. The long natural way. Well, the, it it is it's There, ain't it, nothing, occurs there ain't nothing me that,
2: natural about that. There's nothing natural about that. I'm sorry. (laughs) No,
1: and and, and it reminds me that the first person perhaps in history that conceived of that is a guy named Roland Hussey Macy, R.H. Macy and Company. One of of his concepts for an American department store, and there were many, but when he came uh, 1858 – uh, founded uh, the, the department store chain uh, Macy and Company R H Macy & Company. His concept was, if you could find your way out, we've lost money. Interesting. <laughs> Basically, yeah. You go in the front yeah. well, I, and you take a turn
0: and you say, where am I? <laughs> yeah, the, uh, IKEA's got a, Not they're not evil awful people. The uh, the idea is that you could present the entire product range to a customer without them having to really think about it right they just kind of follow this natural path and and they get to see all that ikea has to offer and then they get to go home or they get to go eat meatballs out of frustration it depends or or <laughs> right. they
2: or yeah. they need to or they need to hire a u-haul truck to get all their stuff back to the house yeah <laughs> <laughs> <See> plenty <laughs>
1: of
2: those we've all been what
1: a fascinating discussion i'm sorry
2: uh, no i just said we've what all been a there what fascinating discussion. Yeah, we have. We have. We well, have. What a I wanted to add discussion.
3: that. Sorry, I, I Carolina. To add that Josh yes. is also the owner of the South Bay Kitchen Solutions. It's just, it's located in Manhattan Beach, and they're also a chamber member.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I am familiar. Mm-hmm. I, I'm familiar with the business, mm-hmm. yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, we've we had South a river Kitchen setting pollution. for
3: them last year.
0: Yeah. Was it, that was a year ago now, Carolina, right?
3: It was. It was. It was a lot of yeah, fun. We it uh, over a pizza oven. A, a lot of people came to it. It was a lot of fun. I mentioned them cuttings. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a fun day. You no, know, South Bay Kitchen Solutions. So the Micron office and the South Bay Kitchen Solutions office are in suite 15 and 16, respectively, right on PCH. Um twenty one hundred North Sepulveda Avenue, right right past Rubio's if you're going north on PCH. Um our office is located right here locally in the SBKS showroom. Um we we got lucky as Micron is looking for office space. The, the Beach Cities Accounting, who's also our accounting firm, shout out to Kathy and Beach Cities Accounting, um, also chamber members. Uh when they moved out of that suite, uh, we were able to take that. So the, the our offices are actually right next to each other, which works out well for me too.
2: <laughs> Hey hey Josh let me ask you something during the last 4 or 5 months um I know that construction was considered essential an essential business so they didn't stop uh you know current construction projects but during this time are are, are people like remodeling are people remodeling kitchens are people i people cuz it was interesting when we saw that this wasn't just going to be a, a an overnight thing it was going to last for a while a lot of people took on projects uh, we my husband and i certainly did like okay we're going to be stuck here for a while what do we need to get done you know um so i'm just curious did have have people been uh starting projects during this time or people saying hey i need to get my kitchen remodeled let's do it yeah. now
0: So I think people recognize that we have a window of time, hopefully. Um, you know, cold, we know for a fact cold and flu season is coming now to what extent COVID-19, there's a, you know, a second wave or what have you that remains to be seen, of course. But, um, we're encouraging everybody right now to get their uh, projects as we call shovel ready as possible because, um, right now we, we are, we are out there in the community. We are uh, planning and planning and installing kitchens. Um, we have a contact list. Uh, remote kitchen planning process as well that we actually implemented prior to COVID just to be able to reach more folks, um, and to be able to offer a lower cost alternative for people that were comfortable measuring their own space. Um, that service now has become wildly popular. Um, Mm -hmm. South Bay kitchen solutions. We actually doubled our sales in quarter two over the first quarter based on the, the enormous popularity of this contactless remote kitchen planning service. Um, We've been we've been incredibly busy. So, as far as that goes, yeah, lots of folks are uh, are getting to a point now where they're getting ready to getting ready to order, starting to think about renovating that kitchen. The fall is always the, na- the the natural kitchen selling season, as pre- people are preparing for the holidays and to have company over and so forth. So, we're kind of heading into that time anyway. But absolutely, with that contactless remote kitchen planning service, has been a very popular choice for our customers.
2: Interesting. Interesting. I didn't know there was a season for kitchen remodel. There you go. Learn something yes. new. There
0: you go.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Fascinating. Well, it's, it's been amazing. I, I, I just the, the range of, of, uh, of topics in this space and, and in the business that you're in Josh is really Uh, breathtaking, because it really involves education and business and uh, religion. And uh, I don't know if there's any aspect (laughs) of life that hasn't been touched.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it it really, yeah. yeah, it really does cross across all boundaries. And it's something that's important to everyone. So um, and a, a lot of things we've talked about today. Um, so my, of course, Micron Disinfection is the name of our company, and, and MicronDisinfection.com is our website. But on the FAQ page, a lot of the things we've talked about today, and even other things too, can be found there. Um, answers, you know, answers to a lot of FAQs, information about dwell time for household disinfectants, things of that nature can be there. And and the, the other thing that we you know is important that we just let folks know: we don't write, of course, whether it's us or, or another service provider just know your chemicals, um, know you know, read, read labels, ask questions about things like toxicity levels. And, you know, if you're hiring a disinfection service provider, which, you know, in this day and age, we absolutely recommend you do, make sure you're vetting those folks and asking questions, asking to see what they call SDS, which is a safety data sheet of the chemicals that are being used in your, in, the, in, in your space, because it is important to, to have, to know that, you know, not, not all disinfectants are created equal and, yeah, and the disinfectant that we use is the gold standard in the industry, and is, is a hospital-grade product that has been on the market for quite a long time. So, just make sure you're asking those good questions. Right. right.
2: Yes, yeah, so I learned that. Well, I learned it, that the hard way. I learned the hard way not to mix what? bleach and ammonia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bad. Hey, listen, Joe. Before we wrap it up, I just want to mention one thing. Um, mm. Very excited about this. The Torrance Antique Street Fair is back for the first time in almost five months now. All right. I just they're they're reopening on Sunday, June twenty eighth this Sunday, June twenty eighth, from eight to three AM. It's in downtown Torrance on Sartori. So uh you know, I I I'm just excited, you know, that each week I'm getting notifications from different uh businesses, you know, uh things like the farmers markets and the antique street fair and stuff that uh that things are starting to uh you know, I'm not gonna say normal but things are starting to reopen mm-hmm. and, and we can get back to doing some of the things we love to do. So Torrance Antique street market uh, opening reopening this Sunday.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And, uh, and Josh, we just want to know, give us uh, all the contact information for Micron disinfection.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so you can find us on the web at Micron com. all one word. Um, our telephone number is 833-4-MICRON. And for those folks that don't want to spell it out on your phone, it's 833-464-2766. Again, we mentioned our office is over uh, just over on Manhattan Beach, uh, yeah, in Manhattan Beach on uh, North Sepulveda Boulevard, just past the target in Rubio's, and we can be found on Facebook at Micron Disinfection, LinkedIn, and on Instagram at Micron Disinfection. So definitely check us out, and we will – one other exciting announcement. We are, in the next 30 days, going to be offering an electrostatic sprayer rental service uh, for the community. So for small business owners who it's cost prohibitive to have us come in and do it, that want to rent the equipment and do it themselves, that is an option that we're going to hope to have ready by August 1st. So if you'll need to rent an electrostatic sprayer, we'll be able to help you there too. Fantastic. Well, that's
2: good to know. That's good to know. All right. All right.
1: Everyone needs All right, one, take it, I think. Take uh,
2: it home. Take yeah, it home, Joe. Jackie,
1: it's, it's wonderful. What a what a great show, Carolina uh, uh, Dorado. Thank you for joining us today.
3: Thank you. I'm so happy to make my radio show debut with you guys. <laughs> Excellent.
1: Excellent. Fantastic. And of course, Josh <laughs> Wilson, micron disinfection. What an amazing uh, uh, display of 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 Great business acumen and execution. Thank you, Josh, for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Thank you. And, of course, thank you, Jackie.
2: Always a pleasure, Joe.
1: Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you next week. And, uh, you know, uh, disinfect regularly. Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.
0: 18 plus.